right, welcome back to Energizing EAM. We are broadcasting from, I'm telling you, Inforum 2019. Fabulous event. We're just having a grand old time. Technology everywhere. I'm slipping in technology. Everybody's trying to provide solutions for you as a customer. And I'm telling you right now, it's happening, and it's happening here. The future is now. Boy, we got a great interview happening today. Right now, right now, everything's now. Did you notice that? Everything is now. We're going to be interviewing a wonderful young lady. Did you hear that? Oh, young I lady. love you. I'll pay you later. <laughs> Very good. Heather Peru, you might know her. She's wonderful. She's got some great wisdom in the world of EAM. So let's get going. Let's get going with the interview. There you go. I'm all, I'm all tired now. No, you can't be tired. I'm tired right now, Heather. You, you know when we get going, it, it, the energy level is just going to blow up. Enjoy. We're on the hey, EAM couch. We're just sucking we're doing coffee, frappuccinos. Nice. Nice. It's all refreshing mm -hmm. and wonderful, and I'm stepping on your court. I'm trying not to. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'll be like, what happened? Hey, you having a good time in New Orleans? Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. The energy is off the charts. Um, pretty cool, man. I, I'll sleep for four days when I get home. How about you? Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, uh, we were just wandering around last night, and you you got to be careful around uh, New Orleans that you're not tripping. But it, you can walk everywhere. But it's sort of right on the edge of too far. But it's not too far. You can't take a Uber. You know, it's like that. Well, here's the thing. You know, every time we were visiting with partners and, and some of our client events, everybody's like, "Oh, it's it's four blocks." Okay, well, four blocks and 200% humidity is more like eight miles. <laughs> right. Um, right. So right. yeah, I I. I I think I broke my Fitbit. I, I yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's, I think I think it, I think it rolled. It's like the odometer on a and, car. And when you get to those locations, and you sit there and you're sitting in there, and, you, and it's 98.6 degrees, and everybody else is sweating, and you're just, hey, fantastic, love seeing you, man. Let me tell you, there's a way to work those events. Yep. You find the air conditioning vent. Yeah, that's you right. Position that's right. yourself there. That's right. And that's then right. let you know everybody just circulate to you because it you know it's the one cool spot in the room. Okay, let's talk a little bit about yes. Inform. Let's talk a little bit about uh, just sort of like a 30, 40,000 foot, and, and we're talking the Infor EAM product and. Give us a little about what you're thinking about all of that and, you know, just help the, Absolutely. the listeners. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I was happy to come by and see what's going on. Uh, really exciting. I mean, you know, in Fort EAM, today especially, they had uh, client sessions this morning. Companies like Starbucks and MTA and, you know, CERN talking about how they're using this cool, stuff. Yeah. I, yes. Sure, yeah. uh, I, got to, I got to go visit a couple months ago and, uh, you know, my, my Facebook photo was, does this super collider make my head look big? Did they Quirk. They did. I mean, they talk quirk. I, well, they, they 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 spoke a lot of things that I wasn't quite grasping. I was yeah. just like, okay, Big Bang Theory. I get it, you know, and and not just a TV show. So yeah, that's exactly. And I mean, you're, you're dealing with. I mean, here at uh, uh, the Inform event here, there's yes. a lot of future thinkers here. There's yes. a lot of, but that CERN stuff. Uh, that's next level. It, it is. It was amazing. Um, he did a fabulous presentation. I know he's doing a breakout session um, on how they're using EAM. They're currently in an 18-month shutdown. Um, it is the world's largest asset to be maintained. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, it, it was hold on, really hold on, hold on. cool. When you say largest asset, I mean like just single uh, asset because a, a, yeah. asset registry is like okay, we got this, we got this, and it's just like 
That's no size. Just size. It's, I, I, and I know I'm going to be wrong, but it was something like 18 miles or something ridiculous. That's not, yes. it's, it's it's more. I'm sure it's wrong. Somebody out there who's more techie than me will correct it. But <laughs> but size wise, it's the largest asset maintained. You know. Uh, Can you imagine? It's crazy. It's like a, hey uh, hey Charlie. Yeah. You got to go down over here. It's uh, take the car. We'll see, you, and, and it's a, and change your watch because it's a different time. Take so. a sandwich. They take a sandwich or two. Yep. You're good to go. We'll see you in about well two days. Yeah, and you know, so you you go from hearing that to Starbucks talking about the roasters and the roasteries, you know, using the the product to something like, uh, you know, uh, MTA Metro, you know, type of environment. So it's so um, interesting and fascinating to see the different types of companies and environments that they're using, uh, you know, the product in. We've talked about this in some of our previous conversations. I mean, everybody has assets, a building, you know, piece of equipment, their people, assets. But I mean. what's is really interesting, Heather, is how you define that asset. It's yes. gone beyond just, hi, I'm a manufacturing and that's that pump. Although it is an asset, right? there's human assets, there's just so yep. many different types of how you categorize assets Absolutely. that are meaningful for whatever that business is. Absolutely. And, and you track that data, that is specific, that's just really... I digress, but yeah. Kevin Price, we oh. were talking specifically about Our evangelist. the customer being an asset yes. and being able to look at that customer, not in a bad way, but in a way that you want to be able to satisfy their needs, and that requires analysis and looking into the data that is meaningful for them. It does. And, you know, it, when you talk about, you know, it, it, it sounds almost, um, uh, you know, inhuman, but we're talking about people as an asset. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not just the environments they work in. It's not just the ability of um, capturing data, which gives the job satisfaction. Yep. You know, this, you know, nowadays it is about can we make it, you know, a better work environment for people. But the safety aspect with things like this, you know, we were talking about, you know, we we're talking about things like inspecting rail and metro. Um, environments, but you know things like the wind turbines and looking for cracks on you know the blades. That's really dangerous when those guys have it to is. go up on those pieces of equipment. Um, so the th- the things that we can do to not only make it easier for them to capture data, but safer to work also. I mean, is huge. And you know, you talk about human capital and that kind of thing. And you brought up a good point about the the ability to be able to capture that data. Mm-hmm. One of the things that humans do well, and we do do well, is we get lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when we start not, to not according to my Fitbit, the last three days. Well, okay. <laughs> hey, you got me on that one because I, I don't know how, I don't have a comeback on that one. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's a rare, I'm, rare. Oh occurrence. my gosh! <laughs> it's a rare occurrence. <laughs> so anyway, no. when we start talking about that, we're, we tend to be lazy. Yeah. And so when we start to populate systems with with data, mm-hmm. and if it's not easy, and if it's boring, if it's mundane then I'm not going to do it. Right. And I might do the first five right, and then the sixth one maybe, and then it just starts to taper off from there because I'm going to just justify that I don't need to be doing right, it. Right, right. That is what I've had a number of conversations with a number of people specifically about the ease and simplicity of getting that data right, which yes. is, is everything, and then being able to manage that going yeah. forward. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there's there's so many advances happening. But nowadays, you know, putting sensors on things, we talk about Internet things and everything being connected. And, you know, it, it's becoming so much, you know, easier to do that aspect of it. Um, so I think, you know, that that getting the data is is becoming easier. I think making it easy for people to put data in is so important. But I think yes. the challenge for a lot of companies isn't the ease of, you know, putting it in. It's 
weeding through what's important and getting, you know, making it easy to get it out. And that's one of the things I think that we're seeing is, you know, the ability to um, take that data, make it easy for them, you know, consolidate it, get it down to condense to what's the important stuff. And that's and that what takes time. Yeah. And that does because you're, you, there's data and then there's mm -hmm. data, data yeah. that is real tactical and, mm -hmm. and, and will improve your business. Right. And then there's this sort of noisy data that you've got to have some ability to be able to say, no, 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 focus, right. focus, focus, and be able to do that. We've talked a lot about data lakes, yes. which I, I love that name. I love it. It's like, I it, love it. We're going a, fishing. What an analogy, you know, yeah. it's like you're, you're, you're rowing through data, yeah. you know? And uh, we're talking about the OS product that uh, is at N4. And yes. We're, and how you can take legacy systems, disconnected systems, and being able to say, okay, we're gonna pull data here, pull data here, and put it in the lake, and then and yes. then have a system that says, okay, I'm diving in, I'm pulling up the, yes. the relevant data. Exactly, you know, and that's a big challenge for people when they have, you know, various systems, different systems by different, you Just know, is. organizations. But it's also, um, you know, it addresses a big problem for people with the legacy data, like yeah. you said, you yeah. know, the historical systems. So when they're doing, you know, a, an upgrade or a move to a new system, um, or you know, bringing in new new functionality through another product, maybe like EAM, for example, yep. or, or one of the other systems. How do I how do I pull data from here, pull data from there, and make it meaningful? The data lakes, um, you know, the, the capabilities we have, um, our products like Coleman and Burst, you know, around. Yeah, yeah I spoke yeah, about I mean, Coleman. Huge. I yeah. was, uh, you know, the problem I would say you can't take that on a camping trip because if you have a Coleman <laughs> and then that thing will keep on adding, like, hey, yeah, I'm here. No, not you, Coleman. I need the Coleman Different lantern. Coleman. Yeah. Different Coleman. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the, the tools that we have available are amazing. You know, the other thing that you were, we were kind of talking about what I'm excited about since I'm being yeah. here, too, yeah. and we, when we look at these products, and again, we're sitting in front of EAM here and talking about some of that, but, you know, for the rest of our, our offerings, too, is being backed by AWS, being on the AWS platform, you know, having the Huge. power of that behind no, no, us. Just so, so some of the listeners don't understand, what is AWS? And so Amazon Web Services. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. So when we talk about our our cloud solutions yep. and you know SaaS environments. Yep. That's what we're talking about. So where do we host those at? Good. Um, and so most people are are you know familiar and you're and you're right. A lot of people you know they recognize Amazon. They don't realize AWS is you they know don't. they they and we are one of their largest customers yeah. um, when it comes to the hosting environment. So the capabilities uh, for large global organizations, you know, multi facilities, you know, in different places, companies making that transition from on prem, you know, to to a cloud environment. So, so why is it important? Why, why is that that a, a, a great relationship to have for a business person? Well, well first of all, you know, uh, when we when we look at simple things like the infrastructure infrastructure required for a company to uh, maintain on-premise, you know, environments hardware, you know, personnel, et cetera. Um, the, you know, those those are things that can obviously um, be improved upon potentially right. by, you know, it's not right for everybody. There are certain environments that it's not, but in general, you know, for, for a lot of companies, this is a way for them to implement new systems um, and not, you know, have to make, take on a big expense of putting a lot of infrastructure in place. Now, we all know with Amazon, for example, uh, you know, they're at a point nowadays you can order or something in, in some cities, you know, it's delivered in three, you know, three hours or whatever. I live on the top of a mountain, not so much. You know, I, right, I, I'm, right. I'm really excited about two-day delivery. Yeah, uh, Prime. and if it's here three days, you're going, what the heck is going <laughs> exactly. on? Amazon, 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, obviously um, they, you know, they have to be up in a 24-7 environment. It has to be reliable. It has to be, you know, consistently um, tested and, and ready to go. So us partnering with that and, you know, having that as, you know, our hosting option is, is really powerful. And, and I, from a business point of view, with this, and because I've lived through it, is that, okay, you're going to have to, if you're listening out there, you've got to look at it from a cloud perspective. Mm -hmm. On-prem, yeah, sure, maybe there will be, but the bottom line, Heather, all roads are leading to a cloud type of solution, but it's, it's real important because, one, there is reliability. Yep. That's, so you don't even have to, there is security, it's all good, mm -hmm. but the best part about it is that you don't even see the updates that take place. Right, right. It just, you're not getting an army of people coming on premise, yep. and then going to your server, and then saying, okay, we're going to be down for a couple of days, and we're going to start uploading and all this stuff, and then live through the fact that it didn't go right. Right, right. And I think that's the thing, you know, some people find that scary. Okay, these upgrades are going to happen behind the scenes, but I think, you know, as they talk to other users, as they understand how we do it, um, you know, it becomes so much easier, you know, they, and, and they're not eight versions behind, no. you know, the latest functionality, the latest and greatest that's out there. So I think it's very powerful in that regards and the reliability. I mean, it, you it know, it's, it, it's going there. I think you're right. I mean, um, all paths are going there in the regards of, I think it's very important that everybody has an option, you know, and they can choose if it's right for them. And it may not be right now, but it might be right down the road. But having, you know, a solution that really, you know, does have oh, yeah. really powerful on-prem or, you know, if you if you want to go cloud, you've got that ability. So I was talking to, I can't remember his name, which is not his <laughs> name, but I, I see him. Okay. Anyway, and we were talking about how uh, upgrades do happen within the uh, cloud and how it's tested. Yes. Beforehand and how it then begins to be migrated. And, and yes. so it's, it, there's a level of confidence. Yes. And, and lack of frustration. You might just come in one day and it's like, well, oh, oh, hello there. I know. That's a nice little Look feature Look at there's now. something new there. <laughs> And that's pretty doggone cool, and it's yeah. not painful. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I, you know, uh, I think it's amazing when we look at just the advances over, you know, the last couple of years with the technology, and um, you know, uh, the options that we have at Infor are huge across the portfolio. And you know, EAM I think uh, has been one of their solutions that's been cloud ready, you know, for almost yeah. the longest. So yeah. uh, Soma may have talked about that, or he may have just talked more general. But I know that you know we that is. The eyes, baby. Oh, which is pretty okay. doggone cool. Okay, okay. And notice, you only have to use the first name. He's the artist known as Soma. That's right. He so. says, "I'm like Madonna." Yeah. I there said, you go. Uh -oh, there you okay. go. Uh -huh. So you know, I think um, you know, five years ago, ten years ago, people were. It was still, you know, a, a, a new horizon. Right now, it's it's so common. It's every day, yes. and you know, I think and, uh, we do a really good job at that. And you, and you don't even know. I mean, I mean, we use cloud all the time. You just, mm -hmm. you just are taking it for granted and all of a sudden Your end users like, don't know the difference. I mean, whether the server's sitting, you know, in, in a room uh, in the facility or it's in the cloud, the, the end users don't you yeah, know, really no. realize the difference. Not at all. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's shift gears a little okay. bit because I want to talk a little bit about women in technology, that passion, and, and what you're doing. You're an executive. You're, yeah. you're, you're big into technology. Yes. And uh, from my perspective, I think women can be more into to technology, and that's your passion, that's your... Room. Uh, so, so let's talk a little bit about what we can do there. Uh, you know, uh, for example, we have a fabulous, hey! <laughs> We've got 
some amazing programs here. Um, you know, so we do, uh, we've got programs called Green Bean where we'll bring, and, and that's both for women and men where we bring in, uh, you know, recent college graduates yep. or people early in their career to come in. But, you know, on, on the women in technology side, I think a lot of times they get overwhelmed um, with, you know, I've got I've to have an engineering degree. Ah. And, you know, we talk about STEM and those, you know, those are very important. Um, you know, career paths for people. But, you know, that wasn't my background. Um, you know, I've been in sales for many years, but always in technology-related sales. Um, I found it interesting. I think really all it takes is a curious mind, you know. And nowadays, so much of what we do, cell phones, you know, tablets, you're, you're using technology, and it's, it's really every day now. So we need to get more women who just feel comfortable that, you know, they don't have to have an engineering degree. They don't, don't have to be a mathematician, you know, to do these things. And, and I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll go one step further. I, there's the education, there's the, the formal education, mm -hmm. go to this college, get your degree in whatever. Mm -hmm. But the colleges today, the universities today, are not talking about what is happening here at Inform. Right. And that requires another level of education. And the only way you're going to do it, I don't care what you come out of the university in, mm -hmm. I'm in journalism, whatever. Right. It does not stop you from getting acclimated and understanding the technology because Absolutely. everybody is learning it. Right. And right now, real time. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, it, yeah, I guess, Heather, it could be intimidating when some people start, like a lot of people at Infor, <laughs> use acronyms all the time and you just sit there and go, holy cow. ERP, EAM, right. HCM. Yeah, it's yeah. like a flat line and I yeah. always have to say, no, that, that, that's an acronym. It's an acronym, But yeah. it doesn't matter. You can. Right. And it's stuff that you can understand, but it's it in, in a collegial environment that can, that can do it. You know, it is. It's, it's something where, I mean, for me, it, it's understanding how things work, right? Yeah. You know, it, it curi that's why I talk about a curious mind, because for me, it was the first time I went into a manufacturing facility and understood, you know, how things are made. Um, going to somewhere like CERN, you know, going to these places. It, it isn't about, I'm not trying to say I can work at CERN, trust like, me. Here, let me turn the knob. Trust uh, me, I, I stayed oh, wait, at a high, high, they, high. They left a voicemail yesterday. They're looking for me to come. Yeah, no, trust <laughs> me. And I'm not a brain surgeon. I'm not a mathematician. I'm not a, you know, physics major. Um, but if you've got that natural curiosity to understand how things work, that's really where you you know you come in technology. Now there are obviously amazing jobs where you know people are writing code and things like that. But nowadays they're starting to teach a lot of that in in schools, like in in the grade schools and, and programs. So yeah, and you bring up a good point. There's 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 the opportunity to be able to begin communicating what's happening technology-wise yes. at an earlier age yes. and engage yes. women and young people and say, hey, it's out there and it's going to continue to grow and evolve and, and change. I think that's pretty cool. No, I do. And I, you know, I know you, for you, technology is obviously a passion, but also yep. industry is a passion. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. and that's what excites me about the roles I've had is it's the intersection of industry and technology, right? Yeah. So it's seeing how we're making these techno, you know, technology advances and things like, you know, drones. I mean, that's why I laugh because I'm like, you know, you talk video games, cell phones, drones, all this stuff. It's exciting stuff, and and people are engaging and interacting with those things every day. This is just kind of the next step. It, I mean, it, it really is. It and, really and is. You don't know. It's like it, 
can you imagine what life would be like if you didn't have your cell phone and you, we just take things for granted right there now. There are days I'd like to remember what it's like if I didn't have my yeah, cell phone. Yeah, but all of a sudden. But I do everything. I mean, you're everything. doing email, you, you're doing your phone calls, your Snapchat, and your Facebook, you know. You ever listen to the, the Apollo stories? It was like Apollo 11, the computer system that was... Uh, oh. You're, this thing's like a, you know, yeah. a million times fat, just a, than well, what they were using. One of my favorite movies for women, you know, is, is Hidden Figures. Um, yes. And, you know, they're the women, you know, yep, and the, and the women doing all those hand, uh, you know, um, the mathematics problems and things like that. Equations, and, 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 yeah. and they're basically like, you know, the technology on Apollo was the equivalent of a toaster nowadays. It is. I mean, it's, it's crazy it's when crazy. you think about that. And now it, it is so easy. And everything, you know, being voice receptive and, you know, the, the series, the Alexas, the everything. So it involves, you but know, constantly. But it's scary sometimes. Yes. I mean, because, you know, you're, you live in this world where everybody's pushing the envelope. You, you're talking to people who are just like way out there and they're talking zeros and ones. And, then, <laughs> and you're supposed to understand that. But for, the, the, for me, Joe Sixpack, it can be unnerving because what you're talking about is, is a concern of privacy, uh, mm -hmm. security. But I look at it this way, is that it's happening. Right. With either you get engaged and you figure it out. Right. And how you play a role, or it's it's going to overtake you. Yeah. And that's a lot of businesses today. Yeah. You know, I think I think a lot of uh, businesses also are very much well. You know, we're gonna we're gonna wait a little longer. We're gonna see what other companies do. We're gonna wait a little longer. I can tell you, your competition's not waiting. Oh. Right. So it really is competitive difference nowadays. Uh, you know, it, it is a competitive edge. I'm starting to embrace these uh, technologies, and I think, you know, we are with a lot of these solutions. You know, ERP was the new thing. You know. Oh, yeah. 15, 20 years ago, it was a beast every too. big company has them now. That's like EAM, HCM, you know, Coleman, Burst, some of these other products we've talked about. Um, they are, you know, where we need to be nowadays. And if you're not doing it, your competition is. Um, it's also allowing that, for example, you know, manufacturing companies, um, you know, I'll take an injection molding company, for example, and they're making parts. They were Internet of Things before Internet of Things was a thing. They were doing machine monitoring. They had sensors on there. They were counting parts and pieces, right? How do we now take that to the next level? A lot of these companies have been gathering data for years and years and years, but they really haven't been getting the power out of it that they could, how it could transform their businesses so but now that's different thinking it, it, that, that, yeah. that is a you're already doing some you're of it doing it but yeah. you're not thinking the data is is valuable right you're just doing it because well i have to because i'm doing this you know whatever right. mold and it, but now it's valuable it is it is and and i think it's not only is the data valuable but now the ability to sift through the noise yep. and actually get to those nuggets is so far advanced from where it ever was. So that was the thing that I think in the past, it's like, great, we've gathered all this data, what do we do with it? What do right? we do? And now it's, okay, not only can we do something with it, but we can actually tell you the stuff to wor you know, worry about. So like, for example, with EAM, you you know, it was back in the day, okay, it was maintenance. And it was, we just do maintenance every three months. And then we, we progressed to, it's you know, usage-based. And then it became conditional. And so we went from, you know, preventative maintenance yeah. to predictive maintenance. We know usually around this point of usage, something will break or if a temperature goes past this something may happen and now it's taking not only that data getting predictive but then going to that prescriptive so getting way ahead of it going something may have happened way downstream in the process but you know here's what you need to do right now to stop a problem that may yeah. happen later so it's just the evolution and it is because i was talking to james right 
And then all of a sudden you, you invest this time, energy, money in, in, into deploying a, a premium system like mm -hmm. EAM. Mm -hmm. And you're collecting it, you, you've scrubbed the data, you're doing everything right, you've got your optimization there. And, and now you've changed the culture and you're doing everything. Right. But right there, that at that point, you know that you have data that is valuable also to maybe your supply, your right. income, or your customer, and you have it. And you can say, hey, customer, I can add value. Right. This is the stuff we're doing. We can add value here. And then, of course, my feed stock, whatever it might be. Right, right. You can add value if you work with us. And it's just it's just all the way across the value chain. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's, you know, it is. It's changing the way companies do business, but I think it's in, in a good way. And it's making, yeah. you know, we always hear the concerns around, is it going to replace people, da, 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 da. I think, you know, it changes people's jobs. And, we, you know, it's yeah. been the progression in every, you know, hundred or so years, you know, you got the industrial revolution. You've got these, these big revolutionary time periods that happen. But it's not that the workforce just goes away. You know, we're moving them into things that only people can do. We're getting them away from some of the more labor-intensive stuff, et cetera. So I see it all as being good. It is. No, I agree with you 100%. And I think that it's... But what always fascinates me, Heather, is, is how, like you and others, you just live through this. Yeah. You just think about it. You go to bed saying, maybe I can do X. Yeah. Maybe. No, I'll get, but, but what's great about places like Inforum and... and and your partners and the customers. There's this open d dialogue. Yep. You know what we've been doing? We've been doing this and that and all of this, you know. Yep. Hey, you might think about it. And that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful and thing. And that is, that's the future. That's right. Gone are the days of me saying, okay, I'm, I'm holding my cards real tight. I got the, you know, nope. the solution to the world. It doesn't happen. It, it always fascinates collaborative. me. Collaborative. It is completely collaborative. Yep. yep. Absolutely. All right. See, this is the only time I get to talk to you is when you're on the podcast because I then know. you're running off because you're big and bad and you're just so <laughs> special and so fun. I'm so important. <laughs> I talk to my husband, really. <laughs> yeah, so talk much. to my wife, too. It's like, eh, whatever. Jeez, go pound sand. Take out the garbage. Okay. I know, I know. All right, you're listening to Energizing EAM. We are broadcasting right from Inform 2019. That's Heather Peru. You pretty active out there I'm, on uh, LinkedIn? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Follow me on LinkedIn, yeah. Twitter. Yeah, that's right. You got to do it. You got to connect with her. She knows what she's talking about. She's pretty good. Awesome. All right, man. Thank Thanks. you very much. Thanks so much. And the Jeff. rest of you guys, we're going to have continuing, just, just excellent interviews here at Inforum 2019. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. All right, you energizing EAM listeners, thank you very much for joining the podcast. That was, once again, Heather Peru. She's a busy woman. She is. And she found time at Inform 2019 to get on the podcast and talk about her passion, and that is Infor EAM. And I'm telling you right now, you need to go out to her stat card, LinkedIn, find Heather Peru. That's P-R-E-U. SVP, Senior Vice President and General Manager of Global Solutions at Infor all around great big thinker, as well as a leader par excellence. That's Heather Proof. Go out, reach out to her. She's going to be active out there. No big deal. She's fun to connect with, and she will make you a better professional. As well as go out to industrialtalk.com forward slash In4EAM. Find out more about the In4EAM product right there. I remove all the friction of getting that content into your hands. Go out again to 
industrialtalk.com forward slash in4eam. Find out more. It's all there. It's all clickable. Get it. Be a better professional. Be a better EAM professional. As well, we're going to continue. We're going to continue this series of interviewing incredible professionals from Inforum 2019. So stay tuned. And as always, you know, stay safe. We've got the best of the best here on Energizing EAM.